from the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza, whether it's our legendary Detroit style square or New York style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey, liberty.edu. By Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. My summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight. It is, of course, Tuesday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, Chandler, Arizona, as I try to fix my headphones and make sure I can hear Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, where I understand it's a balmy, oh, I don't know, what, 65, 70 degrees today, Paul? What'd you do, add up the temperatures from the last couple of days and put them into one? Because that's what you did. <laughs> what, whatever I got to do, whatever I got to do to make it work. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> well, it's 52 degrees here in Tempe, Arizona, Chandler, Arizona, wherever I am in Arizona. Um, so, you know, don't don't feel terrible about that. Uh, yeah. OK. Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's Tuesday night, which means, you know what I right. did today? Um, I don't know. Oh, come on. You know what I did? I ventured to Mullet Arena for the the Tuesday media availability and a chance to visit with Coach Powers for a few minutes and, and the Energizer Bunny, I, I Benji Eckerly. I, I never know where you're going to get the rose petals thrown at your feet. I don't What the heck do I know? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it, it's another big weekend. Uh, I teased a little bit uh, before the show uh, on Twitter. I said we're talking about... Um, the start of the gold pan series again, and it starts off in a big way in Colorado. Um, they're going to be playing Colorado college and Denver will play in ball arena, right? 18,000 seats in there. I don't know how many they're going to have. I understand it's pretty much sold out. 
Um, so that will be an adventure. And wow. then then they both have Saturday off. They're not playing a, a second weird. game. They're going to play that game on February 4th, the next weekend, at Colorado College at Ed right. Robeson well, Arena. That's cool. That's, that's cool. I, that's, I have no problems with that. I'm sure they're looking to make that, uh, I guess, a regular thing. I don't know if they're or making hoping. it a regular thing, but I'm sure it's good for uh, ticket revenue if you can sell out uh, Ball Arena for at least oh, yeah, one of them. Of course. Um, so that's that's an exciting uh, game coming up. And then, like I said, the second game uh, of this four-game series will be played uh, at Ed Robeson Arena. And then it'll be more traditional for what they do the 3rd and 4th of March when they'll play uh, at Ed Robeson and at um, Magnus. So well, um, I think that this is a big weekend for CC. And unfortunately for them, um, they're going to catch a very angry Denver team. Now, we're going to—they're definitely this is definitely going to be a test for the Tigers. Um, they've been kind of up and down, you know, as you would expect the young team to be. Um, I but I think that. Uh, you know, so we're going to find out and and see where we are, right? I mean, well, let me say this: before this four games weekend, against, four games against Denver, and and I guess you know, and their, their whole the whole series in the uh, you know four out of their last ten games are against Denver. So that's the way it is always, but. Uh, before this weekend, Paul, I would have said it was a huge series for Colorado College, maybe not so much for Denver, but I think it's a huge series for the Denver Pioneers, too, because some teams snuck really close to them uh, in their uh, opportunity to win a um, regular season championship in the NCHC. So uh, the Pioneers have a quite a bit on the plate as well. Well, I love this, right? I mean, parody and chaos, that's your two favorite things. Well, as you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, if you're watching games, you want them to mean something, right? Yeah, all the way to the very end. You know, um, to find something in 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 the games that you got to watch. I mean, I, there's there's no way. I mean, I I don't. I assume Vegas has odds on some of these games, but <laughs> you want me to call Stephen and ask him. Well, uh, you know, or just open up an app, any app for that matter. Uh, I don't know if I can do that in New York. Oh, maybe not. Well, at least not a vague. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you deal with the people at Caesars. You ask them. Hey, um, you, <laughs> you can open it up in New York if you can still have a Florida license plate, as we discussed off camera and off uh, air today. Um, but. Um, <laughs> what that series in, in, in St. Cloud did was make almost every series this weekend big. And, and, yes, and, it and, did. And, and, you know, you have to, I don't want to assume anything, but I mean, never assume, right. never, never assume. I mean, you, you sit there and now you've got, instead of just not just instead of watching the Denver CC game. Uh, based on 
you know, the rivalry. Now you get to watch it in terms of the 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 the, the you know the the actual conference standings itself. Right? Because now you get St. Cloud going to Duluth. And you know, your Bulldogs are still a prideful program, even if they're having a down year. Right? And and how does St. Cloud respond to uh, the prosperity? The success. Right? You have <laughs> o- you have Omaha and and Western going at each other this weekend. Right? And they're only two points apart in the standings. You know, and they're playing it and, and Omaha's making that trip up to Western. And do they continue to get the outstanding goaltending from Simon Lacozzi, who we saw last year in all juniors, or was that August? I was probably August, but um it might have been the 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 one before it. I don't know, I'd have to go back and look. In his freshman year. And who'd have ever thought, ever, that uh, a, a series between Miami and North Dakota, sorry, Eddie, would be <laughs> a battle of, of the basement in the NCHC. The I like the way you prefaced like that. Sorry, sorry take, Rick. Take, taking care of your North Dakota people. <laughs> love it. Love well, it. But, that also matters too because you know the 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 not Sioux, uh, you know, fighting as hawks. They're not. Well, I won't. I won't use that term because uh, you find me one North Dakota fan that does. I don't care what the official name is. <laughs> Just like the Ralph, you, you don't you don't care what the official name is. It's the Ralph. No, the official name is Ralph Engelstad Arena. That does matter. What's the official name of the team? Um, depends the on the Hawks. <laughs> hey, I'm not oh. about being a hypocrite. Okay. Um, All right. As long as we got that clear, you know, they don't. But the green and white team doesn't want to finish seventh. They're only one point behind your Bulldogs. And listen, one good weekend can move them up two or three spots. What I'm waiting for, Paul, is the final regular season weekend to see how uh, everybody shakes out in the nchc because i think as exciting as it's going to be between now and the end of the regular season it's going to be equally as exciting to see how the pairings end up for the nchc postseason tournament well let's see so they have what 10 games left each team has 10 games left that sounds about right i don't have it in front of me but that sounds about right that's just an insane number like i said i mean North Dakota is in seventh with 15 points, and CC is in fifth with 20 points. You know, one weekend can either really make that divide even bigger or make it closer together. And the top four teams right now, you know, St. Cloud, Denver, 29, Omaha with 27, and Western with 25. (laughs) Talk about a log jam. It can't you know, get any and, tighter than that. And and listen, now we know CC and Denver are only playing one game this weekend, right? But correct. Let's just for argument's sake, you know, somebody's going to probably lose. Uh, let's say one somebody sweeps the Western Omaha series. 
right? The the one win for C, if CC can pull out a win, that puts them right there with the other two teams. I know, I know. It's it's crazy. It's absolute craziness, madness, um, whatever, whatever. So that's kind of the the de- the deal with the gold pan. We know uh, Chris Mayotte uh, got his first experience with the gold pan rivalry last year, but um, I had a chance to visit last year with uh, Peter Menino and um, Mark Stewart when Mark was still an assistant at CC uh, and asked them about the rivalry. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really should have gotten a hold of Mayotte and see if we could head him on to find out if anything is different this year, now knowing what it's all about, having gone through one, because I think it has been. I think it's been a, a change um, in maybe perspective. Well, listen, we know it's different, right? Because this year, the the Tigers are fighting for a shot to host that first-round playoff series. They weren't in this position last year. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, you know, that brings even more to the series, and and very curious to see how the crowd breaks down for this game. Because I, I I would assume that. Each school was giving a given a relatively equal amount of tickets to sell to its fan bases. Yeah, I would guess maybe maybe Denver had a few more, but and maybe they'll be well. They'll obviously be more from Denver because a Denver's a bigger city, and b um, it's in their backyard. Yeah, okay, you know? but how, I know how it's many... only five miles to drive from CC to to uh, you know Barina, but still um, you've got a lot more more people in Denver than you do Colorado uh, Springs. Yeah, but there's got to be a bunch of CC alum in Denver. Well, there'll be a bunch. I'm not, I'm not saying there won't be a I'm bunch. Just saying, I'm just I'm saying, saying that I'm I think there'll be, to... there'll be more Denver fans, obviously, because of the proximity. Yeah, maybe. That's maybe. what I'm saying. I'm curious to see what the breakdown maybe. is. No, there'll be a lot more Pioneer fans. It'll be 60-40. It'll be okay, that, that would be a pretty good deal. Maybe seventy thirty. Let's go. That might. Well, I don't know. That's what I want to find out. Okay. You watch. You watch. You see. You listen. Yeah, All right. Well, <laughs> no, and like um, I said, it's going to be an angry Denver team, and I don't think there's any question about that. No, no, no doubt about that. Um, right here in Tempe, we're going to have uh, the St. Thomas Tommies coming to town. I reached out to uh, the SIV Gene and uh, asked him if uh, Rico could come on tonight. He said Rico was tied up tonight. Uh, he offered him up tomorrow, um, twelve thirty central or one o'clock central. And I said, well, you know, that's Wednesday afternoon. Maybe how about we just do something uh, post game? He said his time in Tempe will be very locked up because, as Paul Hornstein told me today. He's got alumni functions. Oh, I'm shocked at that. <laughs> so, uh, Rico, we'll catch up with Rico sometime. I, I, I'm still not sure if I'll have to do it tomorrow, um, you know, in the middle of the day and, and record it, or if I'll just uh, hopefully be able to grab him post game. I asked Gene that. I haven't heard back from him yet if uh, if post game would work because that seems to work pretty well. I can get him in the locker room and uh, in the coach's office, I should say, and. Um, and chat it up with them a little bit, but and listen, so, this, you know that team's going to come in 
And, you know, once again, here's where coaches have to manage expectations, right? Um, uh, they had a streak earlier in the year, not that much, not that long ago, at the end of November and December, where uh, they lost one game out of five. You know, with a sweep of Lake Superior, uh, a loss and an over and a shootout loss, which I don't count really as a loss, and it's not. It's a tie. <laughs> Well, that's what it says right in front of me. Tie. I know. I know. I love it. I love it the way you put that all in there together, though. Uh, they lost in a shootout, which I don't really count as a loss because it was a tie. <laughs> um, and you know, and 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 a game, and and won a game at Ferris State, who's having a, a rebound year. I mean, listen, they're not undefeated, but they're still having a pretty decent year considering where they've been. Nobody's undefeated, Paul. I know. Nobody. You know, so that's a stretch of four non-losses in five games. And right now, they're on a second, you know, three games without a loss. Once again, one of those ties, which are fine. Um, Should have swept Bowling Green, probably. All right, well, so now... So now... You know... Uh, just knowing what I know... That's about scary. that is scary knowing what you know well it is listen it's just just it's kind of by osmosis working with teenagers and okay <laughs> and so what do you know today. you know they're they're gonna go in there you know you don't want them to you want them to go be confident but you don't want them to be like oh they're on a losing streak and we're on a winning streak so we're gonna roll right well, because here's the best. Beat. Here's the best way to put it. Since we don't have Rico tonight, how right. about we listen to uh, about two minutes and forty six seconds to Coach Powers and get his thought on not only the Sun Devils but also the St. Thomas Tommies. All right, you up for that? I uh, listen. Always up to listen to Coach Powers. All right, here he comes. Powers, uh, another big series at home here, Mullet Arena, coming up against St. Thomas. Your thoughts? It's just getting back to an identity, you know. We, we've uh, we've been missing it the last three games. I liked our effort on Saturday. Um, we just got to take it one day at a time and, and uh, loved our practice today, loved our energy so far this week. Uh, the guys are going to be hungry. You know, Rico's put together a pretty good roster up there. What do you think out of St. Thomas? They can beat anybody. They've already proven it. They're, 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 they're stout. Um, they're not easy to play against, and they're, they're playing with some really good confidence right now. Rico's a great coach. He's a good friend of mine. Doing a great job, and we're excited to have them. Health-wise, how is the Sun Devils doing right now? Really, no changes. Um, you know, we're not we're not fully back, but but again, we're getting a couple guys back. I expect like Jack Jensen to kind of be back to himself this weekend. I mean, missing his first couple weekends back, he was feeling it out. Saturday, I thought he was really good, um, and then you watched the film, and, and, and it and it proved that. So, getting him back to full speed, I think on Friday is going to be huge for us. Uh, Copper's getting better and better and he's on his way back in. He's had a good two days of practice, so I think he's going to be fully back. So just those two guys alone is a huge shot in the arm. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, we're, we're trending in the right direction that way. A couple of guys that stood out to me, first and foremost, with Ben Giacoli. I thought he just continues to be the energizer bunny for you uh, in every zone. Yeah, he's, he's doing his job. You know, he knows what his job is and he's doing it really well. And now we need everybody else to, to do their jobs. You know, that, kind of the message Saturday during the day was 
Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Stop worrying about doing other people's jobs. Do your job. Do what you're supposed to do to help our team win. And if you do, we're going to have success. And again, I thought we were the better team. Um, the film showed that. It just didn't go our way. Sometimes you can't control the results. Sometimes you can't control puck rucks. Sometimes you, know, you got to earn your way out of these funks that we're in. Um, like I said, it's a four-game losing streak. It feels like a 14-game losing streak. Um, we just got to go get one on Friday. All right, final one for you. Uh, you look at the talent you have on this roster, you know how good they are. Do you think sometimes that they may be carried away and try to do too much individually? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And that's part of the, part of what we've been showing them is, you know, RIT didn't do anything fancy. They just got pucks to the net and, 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 and do it in the blue paint and created some chaos and, and they had success. Where we're trying to force passes through three sticks and make everything you know, perfect and, and, and pretty, and, and that's not what wins. That's not what wins. So um, it's just peeling back the onion and really simplifying. Um, our guys see it now because they, they felt it against the team that they, they scored 10 goals and didn't have one real hockey play on any goal. So it was just funneling pucks and bodies to the net, and that's what wins. Thanks, Coach. Oh, you there? I think uh, Coach Powers has been listening to Paul Hornstein. Really? <laughs> I mean, just keep it simple. Get guys in pucks and funnel them to the net. Don't even have to make a hockey play. Just get there and do something. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, it, it's it's been pretty obvious that sometimes, you know, it you really have to be smacked in the face. Before you can see it, right? Sometimes the hardest things to see are the things right in front of you. Yeah, totally agree with you. I mean, that's why I keep getting smacked in the face, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's different. But we're not going to get into that. Yeah, we're not going to get <laughs> okay. into that, though. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, there's, there, there, it's not like it's a secret. I don't let's not make it sound like like I I had this great epiphany and came up with you know the hockey version of the West Coast offense that Bill Walsh, you know, had Joe Montana <laughs> and Jerry Rice and Roger Craig and I thought that's what you were doing in the basement was coming at. Well, not on the ice. I my stuff I <laughs> okay. off the ice. I'll rejigger the tournament. Um but, you know, that's what you have to do. But you have to do it for 60 minutes, too. Okay, so let me ask you this and follow up on Coach Powers' comments. Um, it's, it's easy to show people film. It's easy to tell them to do this. But I think it's a lot harder when those guys get on the ice and they revert back to their, quote, unquote, what got them there. Um, if they think, uh, I got here because... I could beat the players I was against. It could be the two-on-one or I could beat a one-on-two or however it may be. Um, how do you shake those things loose and change the mindset of a college hockey player when he all he's known is I shoot the puck from here. I uh, go to the net. I go behind the net. I pass the puck here. How do you break that, Paul? How do you break that and change it um, and I think that's what the, the Sun Devils are struggling with. Well, the problem is that's not what got you there. Okay. 
You okay, got hold there. On a minute. I, I think in some cases it is what got you there. You were the best player on your team. Yes. You could dominate. Oh, stop, 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 stop. Go back and repeat what you just said. The best player on your team. What was that last word? Team. Team. But you were the best on yeah, but your you still, team. You still literally had other guys on the ice with you. Exactly. But you, okay, maybe, and you maybe were able to take your skill at the junior level Right and uh, and blow by a defenseman that you can't blow by in college hockey, or right. you maybe were able to get into the the dirty areas unimpeded and you were able to shoot the puck without using sticks and things in your way. Uh, there's so many adjustments in college hockey, and I, that's the point I'm getting at is um, the Sun Devils make adjustments. It, it's been you know two thirds of a season now. It's time to adjust to what's happening to you in college hockey, whether that be zone entries, whether that be breakouts, whether that be power play, whether that means, uh, you know, line combinations. Coach has changed it up. He's tried a lot of different things, a lot of different combinations. But I think now for the final, what, 10 games of the season or whatever it is, you need to to focus on doing it yourself if you're a player in that locker room. Well, well that's it. you got to look in the mirror now. You have to look in the mirror because uh, that's the only that's the only person that can change things. And you know, and this goes for every team, right? I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, De- Denver didn't suddenly decide um, randomly to do whatever it is they did whatever they decided as a team before going on to win that national championship last year. Okay. Um, Duluth, your Bulldogs don't win back-to-back championships and earn that na- nickname of Vampires because they decided as individuals to, to be individuals. Okay, they 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 gave, they they looked themselves in the mirror. They looked in the mirror and said, "This is what we have to do to win." Coach can only do so much. You are correct, my friend. And before and, and, we go to break, okay, you got something to say? Say it. I was going to say, and 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 and, and if you got these guys one on one, I think they would probably tell you that. If if you got them, you know, in a quiet corner somewhere, and being like, you know, um, you, you you can't tell me that that hasn't been discussed amongst themselves. Forget about with the coaches. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. And speaking of quiet corner, uh, I had a little interview with Benji Eckerly, which did not have a quiet corner because the Anaheim Ducks were uh, going through their morning skate behind us. But anyway, I think it's important we play. Uh, Benji's comments. It's only about four and a half minutes or so. Um, let's listen to Benji Eckerly, who I call the Energizer Bunny, the guy that's doing all the things that you need to do. Uh, yeah, I call him the Energizer Bunny. He loved it. You just look at the smile on his face when, when he hears him say it. So I said, you to stop with these. Stop. Caden, <laughs> the Sponge and Barico. Stop. Bobby, the Blur Brink. Stop it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and now and now I got Benji, the Energizer Bunny, Eckerly. So let's yeah, listen in and have to uh, hear what Benji had to say. We'll be right back. 
fans. I've got the Energizer Bunny of the, uh, the Sun Devils and they got Benji Eckley with me. Benji, uh, I've been watching your game now for three years. You get better and better and better as it goes. What drives Benji Eckley to be the best he can be? Thank you. It's uh, um, a good question. I really just love playing the game. It's, it's, uh, it's not that much fun if you're not trying your best and like trying to get better every day. So just keep you going. Some of the hockey's got a mantra. Be the tradition. I don't know how far you look back on these seven years, but there was a duo. Um, Dylan Holman and Anthony Cross were Energizer Bunnies. They shut down everybody. They penalty killed. Are you familiar with their game, and do you pattern your game after them at all? Uh, I heard a little bit coming to my freshman year about those guys. Like, they wanted me to emulate those guys a little bit, especially some of the older guys on the team. And, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've tried my best, certainly, to, to embody what they were doing. So. Tell me about growing up in Michigan and then making the decision to come to Arizona State and play right here at this brand new facility. Uh, well, growing up in Michigan, I mean, it's awesome for hockey. There's tons of it everywhere. You know, great games really big. Um, and then when I got the opportunity to come down here, I remember taking my visit and I left my junior team in a blizzard. We had a blizzard and I landed, it was 65 and sunny, and that was kind of the, yeah, the deal maker right there. So. You're one of the few guys that have a chance to play at uh, Oceanside and then also play at Mullet. How big a difference is this and how important is it to the culture of Thunderbolt Hockey? Oh, it's it's night and day, obviously. I mean, Oceanside was, it was... Very, very unique experience when we had it, you know, when we, when we packed that place, there's nothing nothing like it in college hockey. But, um, I mean, this place is one of the kindest ones. It's, it's a gorgeous facility, um, brand new, obviously, and, like, when we packed this place, it's, it's, I mean, I've never played in another building like this, so, um, for the culture, certainly, it's a huge deal. Like, we can now match our facilities with any other program in the country, and recruiting-wise and all that kind of thing, it's, it's a big Coaches have told me, other coaches have said, maybe Arizona State lost their home ice advantage when they lost Oceanside because everybody loves playing here. Does it feel that way on the ice that maybe it's a little bit more of an even uh, even game now or not quite? Um, I wouldn't say it's an even game necessarily because when we have the crowd in the section behind us, like certainly we still have home ice advantage. But yeah, playing Oceanside is unique just because the ice sheet, the, the low ceilings, all that stuff, like, we're the only team that was in the country that was used to that, so... This has been a crazy season. You guys started off fairly hot. You beat some big name teams along the way, and now it's kind of uh, you kind of hit a lull with injuries and things like that. How do you get through it? How do you get through this point to continue to get better as a hockey player? It's just it's taking it one day at a time. That's something we've been stressing a lot lately. Is just like results. Like we haven't been getting the results so much. We have to really stick to the process. And every day you come to the rink for practice, or like getting better that day. Every day you go. That we have to on that shift, that next strap, everything. So, you yeah, just stay where your feet are and uh, take it on single time. If I'm not mistaken, you scored your first goal of sophomore season against St. Thomas up there last year, if, if everything's correct. Not my very first goal. No, 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 your first goal of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. Okay, so now St. Thomas comes here. Anything about them that, that you want to uh, maybe build on that? Maybe get a couple this weekend? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to get a couple this weekend, sure. I mean, it's just, uh, to me, they're just another team that we got to, you know, come in here and beat, so, yeah, we're just going to try to do our best. That's the first time, you know. All right, final one for you. A lot of times when a lot of talented players come together, it's really hard to blend them as a team. I think you guys have done a great job with the team, but sometimes when you're pushing, is it hard to keep the team focused and not want to try to make a difference yourself? It certainly can be, yeah, like, 
Well, especially when we're getting tough results and dealing with fracturing to that team dynamic. But part of what we're trying to do is, uh, with especially the last few weeks, is like stay dialed with the team and like make sure we're coming together as a group and yet yeah, sticking to that process. So. So leaning on each other as opposed to just like trying to lean on our own individual talents. All right, shout out to ASU fans. Tell them how important they are when they fill the nine for two for the field that second. Oh, there's nothing like it. When you guys show out, it's, it's the best thing in the world. We look at you every weekend, especially this weekend. Come out and support, please. Ben Giacoli, the pride of Michigan. Thank you. Okay, you had a chance to listen to the Energizer Bunny right there as he uh, told us a little bit about his thoughts about this season playing at Mullet Arena and uh, all of those important things. Paul Hornstein, you've heard it now. I'm sure you probably heard it earlier today when I put it on Twitter. But yeah. um, your thoughts on uh, on Benji and uh, his thoughts of being a Sun Devil. Well, listen, um, you know, the, 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 you know, when, when he did start his freshman year, he, you know, he's right. He, that, that is kind of the role they expect that you talked about uh, that crossed and Holman type player, kind of what they expected him to be. And, you know, it's not that he hasn't become that, but it takes time, right? You just can't, you know, there's a reason why teams don't play all freshmen all the time. Yeah. Let me, let me throw two things into this real quickly. Um, first of all, uh, he, Benji has come into his own in that position, but I think he's looking for a running mate. He doesn't have a Robin to his Batman. Uh, Dylan and Anthony um, were were lockstep in what they did, and that that was important. Uh, Steen Pashnik, Dom Garcia, lockstep in what they did um, for the Sun Devil hockey and the way that they pressed uh, on the on the penalty kill and the way they knew their role and played their role. But it was Batman and Robin. Um, it was peanut butter and jelly. But now I think Benji is still looking for that. He's looking well, for that Robin. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. Those kind of players are definitely what the team, what they're missing. Maybe that player is Jackson Niedermeyer. Well, it, well, yeah, but they're, he, they also moved him back to defense, but that, you know, here this big weekend for everybody, right? Um, Rico Blasi wants to keep his team on a roll. Um, ASU wants to break their streak, and you know the 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 longer the st- a streak goes on, uh, on the negative side, the harder it becomes to break. You know that those kids at St. Thomas are going to be like, hey, we, you know, they're down. We can beat them. We're up. We can beat them. So it's going to be a tough weekend. And, you know, you got to focus on what you can do. And I'll say it again. They have to look in the mirror and get it done. I looked in the mirror once and uh, it broke. Yeah, well, we're talking You're about surprised you. surprised at that, are you? Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, just be careful when you look in the mirror sometimes. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got more hockey to talk about. We got more yep. teams to talk about. Yep. So uh, I think there's a big series going on up in Alaska. Is that this weekend, Paul? I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think uh, our Air Force Falcons are trying to get out of the 
basement of NCAA hockey. A lot of rivalries this weekend. Yeah, they're going somewhere important for them. So we'll uh, we'll get back to that in just a minute. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Chandler, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial state out on Long Island, New York. Um, 
Paul, one thing with that M Drive commercial, every time I hear it, it's kind of recall when they say um, something about age. Why do they have to bring that up when you and I uh, are on the show? I don't know, but um, clearly, um, they 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 feel it necessary. Um, <laughs> I know I feel it necessary for you to share whatever drugs you're doing. If you think this is a palatial estate. I, um, I've been there yet. I, I got to get caring. There. That's all I'm telling you. Was, I got to get out there and visit the estate. Let, <sighs> well, yeah. well, the guards at the gate and the uh, servants let me in. And I know you got some Doberman dogs that'll. Uh... Well, I, yeah, I'll, 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 let, I'll let me know if you find servants because I could use a few. Um, so, I mean, I like I said, I don't know. All right. Like said, well, whatever. the fun, the fun is over now. It's time to get back to some serious stuff. Oh, and there you, are some serious games this weekend. I mean, you mentioned it to is, me. You said rivalries, so let's go right to Air Force them. and Army. Let's go right to Air Force and Army and get that kicked off because last year the series was at Air Force. I was there, had a chance to uh, visit with Mr. Riley and Mr. Saratori and their players and their captains. That's where I had a chance to meet uh, the fine Colin Bielek, and uh, that was a pleasure. Um, yeah. So. Now they're back at West Point. You've been to West Point, Paul. Yep, love it. What are they going to expect from the Air Force Falcons and the um, the Black Knights when they uh, do well, battle? Listen, you know it's going to be intense because it is the rivalry. You know, uh, for now and, and at the moment, it's still a conference rivalry. You know, maybe if Coach Seratori gets his way, <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe it won't be a What kind of conference does Coach like want, by the way? Well, he did say he would love to see a Pac-12 conference. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Um, but I'm sure no matter whatever happens five, ten years from now, they'll still play Army every year. So, um, But that's neither here nor there. But um, there's the rivalry, and then there's Air Force, really with their season on the line there from here on out. Yeah, Coach because said if they, uh, they don't – they don't get it together quickly. They're going to be uh, on the golf course early. Yeah, much uh, at least a couple of weeks earlier than they want. So, and, and no way those cadets are going to the uh, to the golf course. They've got things to. Do. Well, maybe coach he, is maybe going, to the, going to the golf course. Yeah. yeah, maybe you just add him to the list of people that you're going to give lessons to because <laughs> you only cater to the you know to the stars. So <laughs> something like um, that. You know, have you gotten your your round set up with Zegris and uh, Megna yet? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No? No, not okay. yet. We'll work on it. I'm uh, just asking. I don't know. You know, I, I don't. I just sit here in the basement, you know. <laughs> you um, heard those so, guys on the ice, though, didn't you? They were uh, they were clattering sticks while I was trying to interview Benji. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. Uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, like I said, you know, when you'll get that NHL hockey. In a college barn. Yes, intimate setting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, Air Force not... at Army. Uh, neither team having uh, a really what you would call successful hockey season. So well, uh, but that doesn't successful... mean that the games aren't going to no, be crazy. Are gonna be great. The games are going to be great. They're going to be intense like they always are. Um, you know, Army kind of takes it on. You know, Air Force won the playoff series again last year. So. I'm sure that they want to get back at Air Force for that, even though obviously they're different teams. Um, but it's, you know, it's whenever you get military academy.
each other. It's it's a rivalry, and in this case, it's the two hockey-playing academies. And, you know, whether they're in West Point or Colorado Springs, the games are going to be intense. Is there a third academy that should be playing hockey, too? Well, that rumor's been going around for 10 years, so. <laughs> okay. okay, just checking. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. I like to be wrong, but I don't think I will be. I think they're in the ACHA to stay. Probably. Anyway. Um, but we'll we'll see. A- anything can happen. So so Colorado College, Denver playing for the gold pan. Army right. and Air Force doing their rivalry thing. Right. Got another rivalry going on this weekend with one of our a uh, couple of our teams in our coverage area. Oh, I was gonna say, because there's tons of rivalry games this weekend, but you know, Alaska continues its march. Fairbanks continues its march towards a possible at large bid to the tournament. Um as if that, you know, the rivalry with Ash needs any more on top of it this weekend with a home and home. Um, I love I love the home and home of 358 miles or whatever it is in Alaska in January. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a home I get and home. that. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You know, I, 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 they're they're used to that up there. Doesn't make it any easier, but they're still used to it. Yeah, good point. Now, okay, so let me ask you this in regards to this rivalry. Uh, Eric Larkin and his team um, have been on a real roll. Now, they had a couple of weeks off. Now, is that going to be a Denver situation where Denver was a little bit rusty, shall we say, when when Fairbanks came to town? And does this give uh, Matt Chasby and his Seawolves a bit of an edge? I know they've been off too, but... I'm just asking, or well, are the Nanooks so focused on their position in the pairwise that they're not going to let anything disrupt them? Well, you better be focused because not only are you playing your rival, you're playing them in their barn. So you have to do the traveling first. And... You know, Anchorage is going to want to win those games because if they're not the ones making the tournament, you know that they would like nothing more. And I do mean nothing more than knocking Fairbanks out of a possible NCAA bid. You are correct, my friend. You are correct. So Okay, so... We take care of the two Alaskas. We take care of Air Force. That's three. CC and Denver, that's four, five. That only leaves, uh, oh, we talked about uh, ASU. That's six. That only leaves one team left. And um, did the Lindenwood Lions have to take a week off because of you? Well, probably. Or are they playing this weekend? No, they're off. They probably had, you know, sick of looking at me. I'm beginning to think that. I think Rick decided that, you know what, even if there was a game scheduled, we're going to take it off because. That trip to Long Island took it all out of us. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt it at all. <laughs> you, but, you you bring it in as old teammates and stuff and, and kind yep. of brushing them along. And, yep. and and Rick's trying to do his job coaching, and you're like going, hey, let's go to the back yeah, room. Yeah, let's go hang out. Yeah, I get it. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, rose petals and red carpets. That's your that's your job. I just, you know, sit and listen. Um, But, there, like I said, there are rivalries all over this weekend. And I, I don't know if this was intentional because it clearly wasn't. 
I mean, you 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 you. Well, it's, you. It, it's intentional unintentionally, because I, I mean, it's just have, the way the schedule flows out. Right. I think, in the most part, you have Niagara and Canisius, both up there in Buffalo, playing home and home this weekend. Is that two New York teams? I'm just checking. That would be yes. Okay. That would be two New uh, York teams. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Carry on. Uh, not right. Oh, we're we'll we'll sort of the CCHA. Um. Where those UP teams will be playing each other? The Upers. Okay. Uh, Northern and, and, and Tech will be playing each other, right? Um, Where's that series at, Paul? It's not home and home. Um, yeah, I think it is. Yes, it is. It is, huh? Okay. I didn't know if it was a home and home yes, or it not. Is a but... home and home. Boy, um, let's hope the weather's good. <laughs> well, once again, if anybody's used here to there. not being, it's them, right? Well, true, but it's still, it doesn't really matter if you're used to it or not. It's still hard to do if the weather's bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. But um, like I said, if anybody's used to it, they are. Um, BU and BC playing this weekend. Home and home. Right? Who you got on that one, Paul? <sighs> Well, uh, who knows? Last last time they played, they put up 15 goals. Caesar Sportsbook, here we come. <laughs> last time they played, they put up 15 goals in the game. It was wild. So, um, UMass is playing a home-and-home home with Lowell. So, you got that going. Um, okay. The Connecticut um, version. Of- I'm a little sleepy on that, that one. What, UMass and UMass Lowell? Yeah. Still rivalry. Yeah, I get it, but I'm still a little sleepy on it. You have the Connecticut version, which has been taking place the last, you know, which was created a few years ago of the Bean Pot, uh, the Connecticut Ice Tournament between Connecticut, Yale, Sacred Heart, and Quinnipiac. Who you got winning that one? Uh... You know, it, it, that's a good question. That's a very good question. That's, the the tournament's being played at Quinnipiac this year. Yeah, I got Quinnipiac. So, and I think they they rotate the home team uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, that's that's uh, going to be, uh, you know, that they're, you know, they're building up that tournament, and and it's good because I mean, you know, we talk that's four Division One teams in the state of Connecticut. You know, and two of those teams have literally brand new buildings. Yale is Yale, and you know we know what Quinnipiac started as. So, um, good look at us, ice college hockey West, and we're talking East. Yeah, well, we do everything. We got a little of everything. A little bit of everything. St. Lawrence and Clarkson, right? Um, and here's you know once again more rivalries and unfortunately uh, I you know one of these days I guess I'm gonna have to get up there um, RPI playing Union College and I know you're like, well what the heck well that is for the quote-unquote mayor's cup mm, the mayor of what Albany okay okay just checking you know one day I have to hold arrange. on a minute you've been to Albany you can't go up there for the game well, I didn't. Once again, I I have to look for that ahead of time. I never thought about it. Okay, you, you know anybody in Albany? 
Any I don't know anybody that, there? I have gone there a bunch in the last Yeah, six got any months. reason to go there? So uh going there and maybe visiting and getting a hockey game wouldn't be too bad? No, no. Well we'll 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 be we'll pay more attention to that schedule next year. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. I'm cool with it. I Anything going on in the great state of Minnesota? Are anybody playing each other up there? Nobody or no? cares. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares the state about the yeah, state of my mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, know. Well, Brett. Ferris State is in Michigan, Where's... right? That's not Minnesota, so they're not playing. Right. Um Lake Superior also in Michigan. And they're playing Bemidji State, so that's not both playing Just conference games. Just conference. Yeah, but they're not playing in the UP. It's not no, Houghton and Marquette. And, and... And St. Thomas is playing in Tempe. Right. So, And um, they have some alumni here, I'm told. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> uh, Gene is pretty pretty clear on that. He goes, Rico's not going to have a whole lot of time to do anything except deal with our alumni and play games. <laughs> I'm going like, okay, I get it. Um, well, can I talk you know, to him post-game? <laughs> five or ten minutes, you know, that's. Whatever. I mean, he probably knows better that, that Rico and I will go more than five or ten minutes. But what? Um, we'll do what we have to do. Yeah. So I'm just listen. I'm just saying that there's a lot of rivalry games this weekend. A lot more than, you know, I I, I don't look at the schedule that far in advance. You know, uh, what's the difference? It's not like I'm leaving my basement. So. The <laughs> uh, servants bring you like food food. and chips and stuff like that too, or just beer. Well, no, I have to go get that myself. Okay. Just, uh, you have a fridge downstairs or upstairs? You got to go. I have a freezer. Oh, nice. Well, nice. have more people living here. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so that's kind of what's going on around, uh, around the country. How about that? Um, the things that are interesting, and I'll look forward to it again this weekend here in Tempe, is to find out. Um, the thoughts from the other coaches, because one thing's been coming and I brought it up to Benji today in our interview. I know you heard it, but I don't know if anybody else maybe caught that part of it, but is, um, is mullet arena too friendly? Is it too, too visitor friendly? Does it need to become rougher? Well, I think they do have to reestablish a home ice. Uh, you know, you're the one that brought it up about CC last year, that it took them a while to reestablish Ed Robeson Arena as a home ice advantage. That is correct. The guys told me it took them till summertime, a whole year, to, uh, so, to start to feel that way. And, so and we'll I want to revisit this point, too, since we have just a couple minutes left in the show. Um, I, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, bringing your alumni back and, and surrounding them. And we talked about it last night on the show that, you know, Denver's got all kinds of professional alumni to bring back. But um, I think Arizona State has to start doing that. I know they're going to have their camp again, and that's all great and wonderful, and they should do that. And I'm not saying don't do that. But I really think if you could start bringing around some guys that that have been in the program from the beginning and, and maybe giving them a week, giving them a pro camp, if you will, even if they're not playing in the professional leagues right now, 
you know, bring them around and, and especially that team that went to the national tournament, um, bring some of those guys back and, and surround your new guys and your current team with some of them. I'm talking Joey Decord. I'm talking the Passionics. I'm talking a Josh Maniscalco. Uh, I'm talking about guys like that that can come in and go, hey, guys, listen, this is this is what we did. This is how we got together. This is how we worked on things. This is how we prepared to go to a national tournament. So what can we do to help you prepare so that next year it doesn't end up like this year? Well, I mean, I think that's – I mean, you would think that that's kind of – something that would have been in the plans or kind of the works or what have you. Uh, but you can't force guys to do it. It'd be great if they do. No. And, and in the past, Paul, you couldn't bring them back to Oceanside. It just wasn't the same. Right. But now that mullet arena, you think some of those guys will think, you know what? Hey, it's that mullet. The nice, nice new restrooms, great ice, all of this and that. Listen, um, I'm sure that, those players know they have the, the door is open. Right. But what I'm saying is it, and I, I'm not trying to parallel these two. I really am not. I'm just telling you that in Denver, um, Logan O'Connor and, um, uh, you know, guys like, uh, um, Troy Terry, Troy Terry. Who, who of course live next to each other, share a common wall, by the way. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, they come back and, and they take that week as a pro camp is to get ready for their camps um, coming up in, in late July. And, uh, and they, they bond with the, uh, with the, and I think even if a Joey Decord or a Steen Pashnick or Brinson Pashnick or any of those guys um, maybe are not at the show level, but if they come back and bond with the players and, and teach them what that little stripe on the, or, script on the back of their collar on their jersey says be the tradition maybe maybe that needs to be reestablished at mullet um like it was the first couple of years at oceanside because if you remember correctly paul when they first started an ncaa program and they were at oceanside it was like yeah we know it's small it's old but it's ours right and this sacred locker room out here that's a that's a lean to to the building it's ours right and it's our video room and it's our locker room and and i'm just and again i'm not what you're saying is rebuild the the, what you're saying is rebuild the chip on the shoulder yeah rebuild the chip on the shoulder but i'm also how do i say this without getting in trouble because i know i'm gonna get in trouble but let me just get in trouble um i just said it for you it's no, no, I'm talking about uh, the tenant in your building. Is that starting to erode away your ability to build the tradition? It shouldn't. I know it shouldn't, but well, um, they're yeah. starting to play a bunch of home games now there. They right. didn't play many at all last half of the, uh, the season, but now yeah, but they're starting to play a lot. So, well, I'm just telling you, um, today... I'll give you an example. Right, but Sun does Devils, that stop them from, from going to the weight room? Does that stop them from the meeting rooms? Does that stop them from from any of that other stuff? I don't think so. Well, let me tell you this. This morning, they uh, practiced till 11, 10 to 11, or 9 to 11. They came right. off or whatever it is. I don't know. Something, whatever something it is. Until 11. 
they come off and they have to be off. They can't uh, work on individual drills or anything like that because Anaheim Ducks are coming out there for their morning skate. Right. Does that happen tomorrow? uh, Not tomorrow, but it might happen the next day. (laughs) I mean, what I'm saying is that there's people around. There's NHL people around, like in the in the seats today. There was probably a dozen uh, San Jose writers and reporters and stuff that were hanging around uh, as they should to watch their morning skate of their team and ask their questions. But what I'm saying is it's okay. How how do I put this another way? If, if you have a house, uh, a mansion, let's say you have a palatial estate. I wouldn't know about that. and, and And it's on long Island. And all of a sudden you have, uh, 20 house guests uh, roaming around your house and they don't say anything to you. They don't mess with you, but uh, you see them walking through your living room and you see them going down to your basement and you see them coming out to the garage um, and you see them going to the refrigerator and getting a drink or whatever. Um, and you see that like every other day. Um, does it not make you feel like it's not your home anymore? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Well, I, I'm just. It still says just, Arizona State all over the place. Just pitchforks all it. over the place. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's not like. Um, it's a one year thing anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. By the time um, June rolls I around, gather, it won't be an issue anymore. Okay. I gathered it all up. Um, okay. I'm just, I'm just concerned because I, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't see this coming. Um, I, I really thought it was Arizona, and it is. Let's not make any mistake about it. It's an Arizona State college hockey building. But the more that you have um, a tenant in there, it's kind of like having a, uh, um, how should I say it? It's like having a rental house or, or renting out part of your house. The, the people that are renting it might be great people, but eventually you get sick of them. Like I said, and you want your house thing. back. It's a one-year thing. Okay. All right, folks, you heard it. Paul Hornstein said it's a one-year thing. It should be no concern whatsoever, so I'm going to put say it, it to bed. Con- I didn't say it wasn't a concern. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, come June, they won't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> oh, you're funny. You're funny. You anyway. Funny? Ha ha funny. Funny like a clown. Do I amuse you? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you do amuse me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I just throw these things out because what I've watched with my eyes have told me, and I guess I should have saved this for analytics and eyeballs, but what my eyes have told me is that things are different. Um, they, they've evolved uh, over the course of, half of the season three quarters of a season at this building and i'm just concerned as a fan and a sun devil fan that maybe you don't have the the same type of stronghold on your building and on your home ice advantage that that you had opening weekend or the first four weekends and it goes way back to a little thing like there used to be a huge pitchfork remember that i do it used to be a huge fit pitchfork on center ice now it's shared. Um, I don't think we'd be saying a word about this if they were winning. Yeah, but I'm 
asking you if uh, that could be part of the reason why they're not I, winning. I don't know. You're also the one that brought up the it took CC a year to kind of feel at home in their building too. Yeah, I know, but that and that's the reason that I bring this up because you know what CC players told me? They said now that they they they've had it and they feel like it's theirs and they can come and go. They all have their little pass keys to get in and out and they can go to the hot tubs or the cool tubs or they can go to you know, the study room all the time, anytime. You just, but don't, uh, but don't it's their the building. Play, don't the ASU players have that? They have that, but guess what happens? Morning skates for professional teams, um, people moving around, getting ready for a professional broadcast 41 times, 42 times a year. Well, don't worry. There'll be an annex soon, so they'll have plenty of space. The same thing with the annex, my friend. Those players have to come from the annex out to the ice, and they have to go right past your locker room. Yeah, like I said, you won't have to worry about it in June. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, you know, and I'm not trying to stir the pot. And, and congratulations to ASU for for allowing that to happen in their building. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't feel like uh, as much of a home ice advantage as I saw the first couple of weekends when that's all people knew it was. Now it's becoming, uh, like it or not, it's becoming the home of the Coyotes as well. Well, win games. That's all I could say. <laughs> okay. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, you take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jets Pizza, go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf, place of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase, Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. The University, hockey, education, and faith with either passion at liberty.edu. By M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. And by College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time HockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your podcast platform choice is. Search, subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW podcasts, all one word. ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts or part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will uh, I will tell everybody that cares that my uh, full body experience uh, injury is uh, recovering. So I feel much better now. Uh, I don't know that I'm back to full strength, but as guys told me yesterday, Paul, you play hockey. You're a hockey player. You and Brock Nelson pulling teeth out. You're good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we'll see. Nephew, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Where does he play anyway? You know, 
Uh, he plays uh, pretty close to where I work there at UBS Arena. Oh, okay. Just checking it out. Um, do they lock the doors at Northwell when he's uh, practicing? I don't know. That's <laughs> Did you rumor. ask Rick Zombo? Oh, that's the rumor anyway. <laughs> if Rick said it, it's not a rumor. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Rivalry week around the boards. Uh, Rico Blasi and the St. Thomas Tommies coming to Arizona State. We'll have it all for you when we reconvene that Sunday night for College Hockey West Live. In the meantime, tomorrow night, Steve Marsh and I will bring you the Great West College Hockey Podcast. And uh, Paul Hornstein and I will be back Sunday night. Enjoy the hockey, folks. Good night. Good night, everybody.